Heidi folks, uh, I guess that uh, segment I just recorded earlier today didn't didn't ring true. We'll try it again. It's called the Yellow Hair Curse, segment number twenty-seven. Okay, Bubba, I got a theory about the whole thing with George Armstrong Custer and his defeat at the Little Bighorn. Those many moons ago. And just how maybe that plays into today's scenario. So let's get started. Several factors contributed to Custer's defeat. One, the force he was to confront was grossly underestimated. Two, the 7th Cavalry was poorly trained and with a lot of green recruits. And the rifles were only one shot at a time and they all tended to overheat when fired on a continuous basis. He also left the Gatling guns at the fort, thinking they were too cumbersome and would slow them down. His office under, under his command hated him and thought him to be a glory-hunting, self-centered egotist who had no concern for his troops. He split his command by sending two companies to the left and right flank, resulting in losing the high ground, which was taken over by the Indians. This gave the combatants a 10 to 1 advantage. Sitting Bull, who was reported to have not taken part in the conflict, was safely tucked away in a cave, meditating. He had a vision that yellow hair his term for Colonel Custer, would be defeated and a major victory for the Sioux Nation was predicted. I can only guess that Sitting Bull, who was a great believer in destiny, was able to foresee the future. And his vision was that although they prevailed here at this time, the future had disastrous things to st in store as history tells us that is exactly what happened. The aftermath, the Indians' various tribes suffered several massacres and were pushed into reservations and forced to leave their lands. A terrible mark on this nation's legacy. So what did Sitting Bull do? He called upon the great spirit chief to place a spell on all yellow-haired leaders who disregard humane treatment of all peoples. This curse would eventually defeat and bring to justice those current perpetrators of hate and fear, just as it did to, the, to Colonel Custer those many moons ago. That last moment for Custer was unusual, and that Custer was surrounded and his troops gravely wounded and dying. He had this last thought. He envisioned the bullet that was directed at his forehead coming to him in slow motion. He had a sudden realization that soon it would end for him. He had one regret, that he did not have a more humane approach to his duties, but felt a pride that he had served his country with honor and dedication. As the bullet entered his brain, he made a salute to all his fallen comrades, and then the darkness fully engulfed him. It was noted later by two Indian maidens who watched 
all this transpire, that he was covered with a blanket woven by them so he would have a safe journey to the afterworld. And so it ended. This is one of the worst severe losses of our 7th Cavalry. Surely more efforts could have been done to reach an admirable settlement of those disputes. Amen, Bubba. In closing, we like to add a, a little ditty called Under the Bighorn Soliloquy. Eager for battle, with little fear, they followed their leader to vanish the foes and anyone who stood in their way. Custer led the charge, hair flowing in the wind, and then without warning, a barrage of arrows flew into the mist, cutting them down many. A call for halt and a dismount to form a circle. They all reached for their swords, dismally to no avail, as they were left behind by order of Custer, as no use here and not needed. It was a time to die, and when the dust had cleared, no one survived. Senseless loss of life with more to come. Under the big horn is what we mourn. Thank you. Hi, this is Bolly the Bolly with section number session number twenty-nine. <clears throat> Something very strange happened uh, just a few minutes ago. I was busy doing a little research on uh, uh, a certain concept that uh, has lasted for, since the fifth century, and that is the belief in guardian angels. And as I put my uh, reading material down, a a a Something strange happened. Something fell to the floor. And I, when I turned around and looked for it, it was a work of um, some type of angel enshrouded with a circle with uh, wings. And it was had a attachment on the end for hanging on the wall. Now this probably was something my wife had put up somewhere, but why did it fall at this time and hit the floor to get, to get my attention? <clears throat> Very strange indeed. So, um, what are guardian angels? And how long have they been a part of our are thinking of being a force to deal with, to deal with. Well, we go back in antiquity, we'll see that it's been pretty much with us ever since the birth of Christ. What is it? What does a guardian angel do? Well, it's... They're there to assign, to protect, and guide a particular person or group or kingdom or country to help them through whatever turbulent times they are have to confront. 
And this has been adopted by both Judaism and Christianity. The theology of angels being a spirit has undergone many refinements since the 5th century. Belief in both by the East and the West is what guardian is that guardian angels serve to protect whichever person God assigns them to do. And this writer has had some first-hand experience with some something that really gives me second thoughts. Some time ago I wrote about a visitation I had in February of 2018 after I returned from watching the, my beloved Yankees play I had a vision after watching TV I fell asleep for 20 minutes and when I woke two young ladies were staring at me one was dressed in a yellow dress and one was dressed in a red dress they were looking at me intently with a smile with a slight smile on on their on their lips. This lasted for about three seconds. I was startled and wondered just what the heck is going on. But uh, and so I put it aside for the moment, but did think enough to put include it in one of my books, uh, which is now published called In the Light of Day by Lulu.com. So I just thought I'd share this this with everyone that there are indeed things that defy explanation and there are forces at work that we have little knowledge of but truly amaze us as we go along our journey. Amen to that, Bubba. Say goodbye to the folks. So long, folks. Bye. Hi, this is Paulie the Bully with uh, session number 30 called Guardian Angels, Are You There? Guardian Angels has been a concept that has lived for many centuries. Truly uh, a phenomenon that many people have experienced in one way or another. And this author had similar experiences, which has been publicized in one of my works called A Visitation, when two young ladies appeared to me after I woke from an afternoon nap and the feeling of grace was so powerful that I felt that something from another world had actually occurred. Their appearance was so real and lasted for about three seconds and they were looking intently at me with a smile both wanted to say something but weren't but the they were looking 
with with very strong interest at at me. So I was so touched by this that I did include it in one of my writings, and which can be followed in the book In the Light of Day, published by Ludl.com. Guardian Angels has survived as a phenomenon since early first and second century. It has been embraced by both Judaism and Christianity. And of course, the premise is that a guardian angel is someone to protect either a person, place, or country and has been appointed to that task by God himself. By God, period. This belief has been a very potent force throughout history. And this writer believes strongly that it is something to be explored. during these turbulent times. Thank you.